0: Yesterday's price is not
1: today's price. What is up, Market Watchers? You are stuck with Matt and Brian here tonight as we record the second of two special episodes this week. It's a little different this time. Uh, earlier today, Todd and I recorded a deeper dive into some 2023 rookie values. So make sure you check that one out if you haven't already. But on this episode, Matt and I are going to break down some non-rookie topics. Uh, So that's, you know, including you got to hit on Brock Purdy, who is possibly an MVP candidate. Uh, What's his dynasty QB landscape looking like? Who are the top top line tight ends and where are we ranking them? We're going to touch on that a bit. And then some vets that are trending up and down. I'm sure James Cook is going to get brought up a couple other hot items. So Matt, we are happy to be here. It's feeling a little different heck excited to change it up as they say the variety of is the spice of life so uh why don't you just kick us right off let's jump into purdy here pause
0: yeah uh brock purdy uh he just keeps crushing it man uh so i mean we've been talking about the last couple weeks like a few weeks ago you and todd were kind of surprised i said uh purdy should be worth two first i think Brock Purdy should be worth two first round picks. Um, we'll say mid first to two mid first. Um, you're still not there yet. Correct.
1: I'm not. Um, so w- w- before we go too deep into this, Matt, yeah. can you give us an idea? You say two first, how many
0: quarterbacks are worth at least two firsts for you? I think 13 of them. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll mention the seven off. Gate that nobody should have a problem with. We don't need to spend any time. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, C.J. Stroud, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Those seven are the top seven on KTC. Everybody would probably pay three first for for them, or close to that. Then Anthony Richardson. He's worth two first. Uh, everybody I think agrees with that. Um, Trevor Lawrence is QB nine. I think Trevor Lawrence is worth two first, but I don't think he's worth more than Brock Purdy. Um. So, so, so
1: you listed seven guys, the, the yeah undeniable seven. Then you listed Anthony Richardson, and then the next person you listed is Trevor Lawrence. So is that? Just, know, I'm just going Trump? in
0: order on KTC okay. right now. Yeah. Okay. Not right. my order. So tre- Trevor is QB nine on KTC right now. I think he's worth two first. Tua is probably who I'd have the lowest of the thirteen QBs I'm looking at. He's QB ten on KTC. I think Tua is worth two first but he might be the last person i think is worth that on this list brock purdy i would take brock purdy is qb11 on ktc i would take brock purdy over to a straight up right now
1: what about dak
0: dak i was gonna say dak is next dak is qb12 dak is worth two first and dak and brock is tough for me man um i think i would take brock purdy mm-hmm. i don't feel great about it i don't know if we'll. Dak stinker last week, uh, which kind of annoyed me. Is affecting my judgment at all because he was absolutely crushing it before then. But Purdy's just six years younger, so six, seven years younger, and he's producing the same as Dak. I don't think that's going to change in the next couple of years. It's hard to make a case that Dak should be worth more than Brock right now, I think. And then the last guy on that worth that is worth two first round picks, I think, is Kyler Murray. Kyler is QB 13. And Kyler is a guy that I might take over Dak and Brock and Tua, actually, and maybe Trevor um, because of the rushing upside. So Ky- Kyler is kind of a harder one for me to value. So but I, I think the list ends there. I'm not paying too first for Jordan Love, who I would have next, even though I think keep trade cut very s- stupidly has Justin Fields uh, uh, one spot above Jordan Love. Uh, I would not pay two first for Justin Fields, obviously. So so I, th- I think we have 13 quarterbacks that are probably worth two first-round picks. Uh, Tua, Kyler, Brock, Trevor, Dak being like the worst of that group.
1: It, it's interesting because that list has a couple of guys that are notably not Konami or rushing quarterbacks or any threat of that, right? And Tua is someone that – and maybe this is my uh, biases – biases, whatever it is. Uh, uh, the last couple of years, it feels like he comes out like a bat out of hell. And then he just kind of like when you need him the most is kind of for lack of a better term, like shrivels up points wise. And I don't know if that's a, you know, later season fatigue thing or a this or that thing or injuries are building up what, it, I don't know what that is. Um, he, the two thing
0: is hard to explain.
1: Yeah, like, I I want to say I would prefer Tua. First of all, I have a couple of the guys that you listed as even or behind him. I have a, a definitely above Brock Purdy. But uh, I felt comfortable having Brock Purdy at QB 13. So, to me, the disagreement is more of the two-first attachment and what that value is versus the ranking for yeah. us, differences-wise. Um, so that's like that. I guess that's not too exciting to say that, but I think that's the honest truth. Um, and, and this is kind of segueing into our next couple uh, next couple questions I want to ask you within uh, so again, staying on. Brett, where do you see him or where do you think he should be going in a super flex startup this offseason?
0: I think he should be going um, early second round um i think that's probably where he ends up or early early to mid-second i think uh i i don't think he falls past round two I, i'd be shocked actually I'd, he's not falling i, past I don't round two in any draft event. i'll say and that.
1: i'm not just dis- I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you but this is exactly why our values don't match and why we disagree um for example Last year, I looked at a couple different offseason drafts we did with, you know, like a, the SVP, SVB, uh, Jacob draft. The yeah. QB 13 was like the three, four turn.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so if Brock Purdy's going in round two, where I think, you know, a pretty sharp group was taking that range ish of quarterback in a, a round or two later, that is concerning to me in terms of roster ship for sure.
0: I don't, uh, I don't think it's that. I mean, it's easily explainable, I think. Uh, the QBs outside the top seven uh, look a lot deeper. Like QB 8 through 13 looks way better than it did a year ago because you have Anthony Richardson now. Or you have C.J. Stroud now. You have Brock Purdy, who belongs in this group now. You have Tua putting together a healthy season. I, it, we, You have Dak playing the best season of his career. It, it makes sense to me that QB 8 through 13 is valued a lot higher than it was 12 months ago.
1: But who are you? But who are in that situation? Like, there's three, four, five, six receivers that people are going to be over the moon about. There's going to be two, three running backs.
0: I don't know. I I do know that we place a high value emphasis on starting quarterbacks with stability. It's the same reason. So I would say this: um, Do you have a problem with Justin Herbert's ADP? Because he's going to go in the middle of the first round in startups. No. What would you pay on top of Brock Purdy to acquire Justin Herbert? You have Brock Purdy. Someone says, I want your 2024 107. You have Brock Purdy and you have the 107 in this rookie draft. Are you paying the 107 on top of Brock Purdy for Justin Herbert?
1: Yeah, not even thinking twice about it.
0: Oh, so you'd pay like an early first on top of Brock Purdy for Justin Herbert.
1: I, we just don't value what. The same for Brock Purdy, like he's just a, a guy for me, um, like a guy that's solid. I'm not comparing him to Jimmy G. That was what I was, you know, what I used to compare him to. It's he's not that. I I totally agree there. I just think it's not a good bet to. I it just doesn't feel like a good bet to me, and I and I I'm I'm prepared to be wrong if that's the case or adjust my out my takes for sure. Um, and the last thing last thing I want to touch on on Purdy, I would trade for Purdy if I had 109, 108 of 2024. But the top seven picks, I'm not trading for Brock Purdy, and you're gonna hate that.
0: If you had said top six, I might have disagreed but understood. But after neighbors and Bowers, I mean, yeah, some some other guy will probably show up, right? Um,
1: if we're talking Jaden Daniels. We're talking J.J. McCarthy. That's four quarterbacks: Marvin Harrison Jr., neighbors, Jason, Bowers.
0: Yeah, we will not agree on J.J. McCarthy. Absolutely yeah. no. J.J. McCarthy could get drafted first overall, and I'm taking Brock Purdy over him. Um, so, and that's that a, would, yeah, that's that wouldn't I mean, happen anyway. Difference. But like, J.J. McCarthy has some serious prove it shit uh, to do at the next level for me, anyway. Um, so yeah, he'd
1: be the back end of it anyways, but yeah. And then there's some receivers that, you know, depending on where they land and stuff like that, that's, it's, it's interesting. But, um, anyway, so we're talking Brock Purdy for too much time already, but why don't yeah. we uh, transfer, you know, I am curious to ha- to see what your list I, I ranked, uh, the, for tight ends, top eight. Um, and the reason this is a smooth transition people is George Kittle is on my list. And I'm curious if George Kittle is on your list.
0: I don't think so. Uh, top eight. I mean, well, I why don't we
1: break down? What yeah, is who's number eight, your number? Who's yeah, your number? Sure. Who's your number one?
0: Laporta. I think we're going to agree on that. But I'm going to say that Laporta is overvalued, even though I think he's tight end one, and he should be. I don't think there should be a gap between him and the other tight ends.
1: Who's who's tight end two? McBride. Re- okay, we agree so far. Who's three?
2: Mark Andrews.
1: Okay, first disagreement, but I I have tier breakup. So I have a tier one A and Tier One B. And tier one A is the first three guys that we listed, a little bit younger. Yeah. Um, tier one B, Andrews. So like it when I say tiers, I'm not trading one for the other, even in that one A, one B straight okay. up. So like did like reference like Jake was like, Oh, why didn't you take my Andrews for your Hawkinson? Oh yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. So that's yeah. just for clarification. Okay, so you had Andrews three. Who's four?
0: Uh, I, I don't love doing it, but I got to say Hawkinson.
2: Okay. Lowering four yeah.
0: feels a little disrespectful after what he's done this year.
1: Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I've been. I've always been lower on him, but it's just kind yeah. of – okay, so – um, okay, so the, the the top four, I think we all were agree, we're gonna agree that it was gonna be in some order that four, and it's kind of a jumbled week yeah. to week, month to month kind of thing. So who's five?
0: Five for me would be Kyle Pitts, and I want to have him higher than this. It's the lowest, yeah. I, or the, it's the highest I could go actually. I, I wanted to go. I can't in good conscience put him above Hawkinson still, even though I would really like to, because I think he's a much better player.
1: I I agree with you. Uh five pits, who's six?
0: Man, by default, I guess we're gonna give it to Dal- Dalton Kincaid here. And so you're this... gonna notice, you're gonna notice that I'm gonna keep avoiding saying Travis Kelsey for a minute, but go ahead.
1: So I the the five and six I agree with. I have them in a tier of their own of potential guys that I want to put in front of Hawkinson and potentially McBride. Honestly, if I'm being totally transparent, um, but both those guys just you can't, and they can yeah. absolutely both suck in a year or two, in my opinion. So that's that's where
0: I'm. My concerns I, I, are. I, I think the hype is very real. And justified with mcbride i think mcbride is fucking awesome man um it's just a small I, sample size that's, it's a small sample it's a concern. small sample but like it's hard to ignore some of the stuff he's doing over like now it's five to six weeks at this point um I, but,
2: hey,
1: yeah. I, listen i moved i moved him up for sure he's he's way up my list now i i think it's i agree he's not someone that i think is even remotely uh, obtainable in most leagues that you're in people uh, with your tight end premium, especially. Yeah. I don't think he's even someone that you can even knock on the door and ask them if... It's kind of like Kyle Pitts a year or two ago, where yeah. it's just like, you can give me your whole team and all of your picks, and I'll trade him kind of thing.
0: Man, those were the days, man. People tra- trading JJ <laughs> straight up for Pitts and shit. <laughs> like- <laughs>
1: I'm sick to my stomach. Like, I, I don't even want to go back and like look at DMs of like trades that I, I'm sure I... I'm certain I declined that were just like, absolute massive wins that I just completely dismissed and laughed in their face. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no
0: doubt. Everybody's done that with pits. I'm sure. Um, So yeah, we have the top six and then I think we're probably both going to say Kelsey at seven, right? Like at some point you have to put Kelsey in there.
1: Yeah. So for me, I have Kelsey and Kittle seven and eight and I put them in a tier together for different reason or similar reasons Um, Kelsey, you know, is he getting phased out by Rasheed Rice targets? Todd and I kind of talked about that a little bit on the rookie. Um, is he getting like the zone over the middle targets, that type of stuff that Kelsey usually ate on? Is he, is he hurt? Is he going to retire? Is he going to go marry a pop star? Who the hell
0: knows? So like, (laughs) we've been kind of disagreeing on this the last week or two. I, I think Kelsey is about toast, man. Like. I, I don't want to go into the I don't want to get stuck holding any bags. I got one Kelsey share in 20 leagues. And I'm gonna be trying to move that pick or trying to move that share this offseason. I it's he's kind of a sunset guy for you, right? You have him, you're just gonna ride him until the wheels fall off.
1: Yeah, I mean, unless someone's like, hey, well, I'll pay what they were gonna pay in the beginning or the middle of the season. Yeah. Because it's like I I just You're don't not see in for like
0: Pat Fryer Moot this off season just to get younger at the position. Type no, of no. Yeah.
1: I wouldn't do it for like that range of guy at all. Cause it, 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 if, it, if it's one guy, it's another guy. Like Todd and I joked on the episode, it was like tight ends are like after the first five or six, it's like, who do you want to party with? Like, who's the best at flip cup? Like those are like, to me, that's like what the tight end bros are. Like That it's just like after those first five, six, seven that we're talking about. Like I'll just take whoever's left and I can get for a value and try again next time and to try it again the next time. Sort of there's
0: thing. a few, there's a few I would really not mind having outside of the top eight that I, I would happily move off Kelsey for like Evan Ingram, David Njoku, Dallas Goddard, and like I need a plus obviously. Give me a mid to late second. And I'm I'm fine making that deal this offseason. I think Kelsey's about done. I, I those are guys that i kind of had circled at the tight end position of like um like goddard ingram Joku. i i think the, i think those are guys that can give you you know 12 to 14 points on a season with third 25 to 30 point spike weeks and you know instead of paying an extreme premium for maybe 17 points uh a, a game and one or two more spike games throughout the year than what those guys will provide. So. I, a lot has been made this year about the tight end position being deeper than it has been in a decade in fantasy. Uh, because this rookie tight end class has really met expectations in a big way, I would say. Um, I, we could say Kincaid's overrated, uh, and overvalued, and maybe he is, but like he still met expectations, so he's still produced, um, for what a six week stretch at the top five level. Um, so I. Yeah, over, overall, so my the way I'm approaching the tight end position is I I am not factoring in scarcity as much as I used to um with this position. I don't feel as much pressure as I did four months ago to have a top five tight end on my roster. I start okay. I start to think okay, I can get by with you know Evan Ingram, Cole Komet, and Najoku like and stuff like so, that. Matt, so
1: Matt, you said and it sounds like you have um Kelsey and then Kittle is Kittle your next up up, or is it someone else
0: I think it would be Kittle by default kind of but like I don't love Kittle a ton more so
1: my question my question is you were trading Kelsey for Ingram in a second what are you trading like what is the minimum you're selling if you have Kittle it sounds like you probably don't have a lot of Kittle if any but if you had Kittle on your team what are you selling him for I do have
0: one, If you give me any kind of plus on top of Ingram and the joke for Kittle, I'm going to entertain it. Like if you give me a late second, if you give me the 212 in 2024, I'm probably going to give you Kittle for Ingram and the 212. Uh, that's how little of a gap I see between tight end eight through like tight end 11. To me, to me, there wouldn't so be a after tight end so, seven. So that's,
1: I mean, that's signaling you don't have much of a gap between Kelsey and Kittle either.
0: No, so like, so I was just gonna say, Kelsey and Kittle. I think, I to me, that's where there's a solid tier break. Like after, like Kelsey is kind of in his own tier at tight end seven, I think, because I do expect him to produce like eighteen points a game or whatever next year. Kittle, Kittle, I do not expect to produce that. Uh, I, I'm struggling to figure out why Kittle is even ranked higher than Dallas Scotter at all. <laughs>
1: Ah! Oh my God! Okay, that 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 hurt me. Um. So you're all in on Purdy? Like there must be some type of preconceived Kittle injuries or up and down flat. Like to me, Kittle is an awesome weapon. He's not as old as people think. Every time he plays, he has massive games. Like he's. A nasty football player. But that, that's
0: my only point with Kittle is I, I don't view him as a difference maker. Uh, he's he's a solid 14 point per game Chelsea's fantasy 34. tight end. Um, that's how I look at him. Uh, so,
1: I think he has massive weeks that win games, but you know that's that's for each each their own, I guess. Um, so Evan Ingram though. And you, and you know this, I'm, I'm a big Kelsey or I'm sorry, I am a big Kelsey guy, but a big kiddo guy as well. I think he was yeah, massively yeah, undervalued yeah. this past year, and I'm getting massive amounts of return on him being a stud. Um, okay, so we're talking uh, tight ends. We are talking Dalton Kincaid at length. To me, this is a nice transition we can transfer or segue over to one of his uh, current teammates, and that is James Cook. He's getting a lot of talk on Twitter. Uh, I saw it all over my feed. Ooh, we have a joined um, a little special guest.
2: Uh, so Some guys talk- tried to, just decided to hop in and crash the party for a couple minutes. Just got <laughs> the kids it, to it. bed, single dad life. I'm not actually a oh, nice. dad, but my wife's at a Christmas party, so I'm, I've been doing single dad duty tonight. There we awesome, go. Yeah, we
1: were, We were just talking tight ends. You missed the fun
2: conversation that is that. Well, I can tell you this. After the discussion that we had today talking rookies, I'm pretty I'm pretty done with Kincaid in that top four or five range. He's like a full tier down for me.
0: So Great. Matt just
1: kind of broke down. We have him both in like a, a second or third tier, like fourth or fifth or sixth tight ends, depending on who you talk to. So I think
2: we're on the same page vaguely there, Todd. Did you guys talk Kincaid versus Pitts? We talked about that a little bit in the rookies podcast and we were both pits over Kincaid, even though like I've said in the past, like I'm kind of, I'm kind of down on pits, but Matt, I'm, just, I'm assuming you're still pits.
0: I, t- I took, yeah, I had, I think I had pits uh tight end five and then uh, Kincaid tight end six. Matt, I'm what still- do you
2: think? Like I, I've got several Kincaid, like what do you think I can do with Kincaid to trade up into literally any other Tight end in that range, like I'm talking like McBride, I mean, Laporte is probably out of the question. Like, look, McBride, Andrews.
0: I was just telling Brian this, um, and I don't think Brian really agrees with me, so we might have uh, you might need to be the tiebreaker here. But I said, due to the newfound depth of the tight end position. It's the first time at least this year and in a couple of years that I don't feel any pressure to roster a top five tight end on a contender or not a contender. So if like I have Kincaid and I'm going to be contending next year, what I'm looking to do is probably talk to whoever has Evan Ingram and David Najoku and say, Hey, you want to give me a 25 first on top of Evan Ingram for this Dalton Kincaid superstar, like something like that. I'm going to see what I can get on top of Ingram. And if it's approaching that late first value, uh, that's a smash except for me. I'm doing that every time. Or I would be fine adding like a mid second to Kincaid for McBride or uh, Laporta. Um, But I don't know how actionable that really is. I mean, I'm sure it actually is in some leagues, especially for McBride. So that that's probably so, the Todd, highest I'd add is
1: like a midsection. Todd, before you hopped on, I would kind of mentioned, and it sounds like Matt doesn't fully agree with me. I I think McBride is in like the last year, like the last twelve months ago, twelve to eighteen months ago. Kyle Pitts value where like you would have to throw the kitchen sink, your you know, your firstborn and a couple you know. Ho-hos He's going to be easier to get than
0: Laporta though.
1: Yeah, right. I, I guess they're both in that range
2: of just like, you know, fuck yeah.
1: you, pay me kind of thing at this point. <laughs> yeah,
2: pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I think Laporta is basically in that Pitts mold. I, I don't really see that with McBride, though. Like, I feel like if you just make a good, strong offer on McBride, I think you could get him with the with the Kincaid, um, with Andrews. Whereas, like, they're for a while – People even weren't even talking to you in regard in like with Andrews. Like you could take Andrews in and a second. Now we're talking like two years ago. More with Pitts. Mm-hmm. Like he, he,
0: Andrews is a guy I would be very interested in trying to buy right now. To answer your question, Todd, if I had Kincaid, I would target Mark Andrews. I would much rather have Mark Andrews than Kincaid. And based on the market, that seems like a deal. Here's to-
1: the problem with that. This is why I bought a bunch of Mark Andrews when he got hurt. Yeah, people are going to expect him to come back, and they've already bit the bullet if they've had him or they just acquired him, like I did. Um, so it's going to be challenging for you to they're going to they're going to view him as a top two tight end, probably,
0: which uh, is fine. I mean, then at that point, it's like you know, I it's, it's the same thing I, I've had to happen whenever I try and buy anybody, like, all right, I respect sure. that, but like. I don't know, man. Like these people that end the season injured, they tend to have still some type of discount attached to them.
2: One thing that's really cool with Andrews now, with the all these young guys, like Laporta, McBride, Kincaid, Still Pitts, is that Andrews almost feels like the old man in the room now. And he's really not that old. Yeah. He's like, he's like me with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> i'm only 33 but like around my friends they all think i'm really old so so yeah all I think like andrews is like the the old man in the room and he has a lot of tread on the tires like he's he's got a long long, long way to go before we really hit like an age cliff so yeah I, I'm, I agree man i think he's probably the best buy um out of the whole group yeah, he's he's
1: twenty-eight, so like that that is definitely say he maybe he has four or five years left in the tank. That's or at least three or four. That that's that'd be nice for sure. I had
2: several Andrews that I didn't trade, and I am just so thankful that I couldn't really find a buyer for him. At several teams where I had Andrews that I was a contender, I pivoted and bought Hawkinson. To replace him, but didn't use Andrews to do it, and I'm just like so thankful that people were just turning their nose away at Andrews during that time. It's
1: kind of a similar topic, and I want to just before we go into uh, Bill's teammate of Dolan Kincaid, um, Tyreek Hill is someone that I am buying in the off season. You know, similar to Mark Andrews to a certain degree, I think he's going to be devalued in the off season pretty aggressively. Uh, his upcoming final season potentially is uh, is coming up uh if he doesn't play again this week people are gonna look down on that for sure i it, it looks like he's probably turning towards playing but even still i think someone is going to either get burned by him or win a championship and see that there's one year left on his uh contract and it potentially his career that i think you could probably pay like i like a, like a one and two twos, and I'm paying that every single day of the week.
0: I thought he had two years after this.
1: I thought his, I thought his retirement speech was after this upcoming next year. I could it wrong.
0: Okay, yeah. I thought he said three years with this year being year one, so this year and two more. But, yeah, what were you saying you're looking to pay for him? Uh, like two late ones? Uh, anything,
1: anything short of two ones, I'm paying okay. ty- for Tyreek Hill all day, every day. I think one and two twos or one, a two and a flyer, that sort of thing. Um, I would prefer probably a flyer versus the second two. Yeah. And that gets it done. Um, I think there's going to be a certain level of panic for sure setting in with him. And that's a perfect time to like, especially like that's, that's a, that's a, that's a move that can take you from like mid level to upper echelon in,
2: in one foul swoop. Matt, I'm like you. I thought he was. I thought it was through 2025, but I just checked his contract, and he has a con. His contract goes through 2026.
1: Interesting.
2: Yeah. So, may, maybe let's just call it. Maybe may, there might be something. I I just briefly looked at that, um, but just call it through 2025 at minimum. So two more years. Yeah, I mean, you can get. Just think of you. Just think about him almost like a Kelsey from two years ago. I mean. Yeah, one and two twos. That's just stealing.
0: So, what about this? Are you paying a a first, a second, and Calvin Ridley?
2: Not, 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 not that, not that far for me. Yeah, I'm, no. In fact, Calvin Ridley, really quick, I think he's probably a probably a decent buy this off season. He's he struggled. He's really struggled, but I think that that. There was probably, probably should have been some more expected bumps in the road for him than we really, than we really um, were coming in looking at. And so I think in the offseason, maybe he gets back on the right track. And no, he may not ever be like the wide receiver one that we were hoping for, but I think he's going to, I think he can get back to the wide receiver two level. He just seems out of sync. And I think that we're probably, he's probably going to get a little bit undervalued. He probably already is.
0: Well the reason I, I he, asked about Calvin Ridley is because when Brian mentioned a flyer I just went to keep trade cut real quick and my mind went to wide receiver 40. Who I'm, is a
1: I'm saying player. more like young guy like yeah. like uh Sky more is a terrible example, but like Skymore two years ago kind of thing like or last year. That that type of guy that people. I'm think trying to help on. our
0: audience out and find a current day example of that. So like, uh, Jahan Dotson, yes, of course, right? Okay, we I was
2: like, gonna say Tyreek Hill and uh, uh, Tyreek Hill for Josh Downs and a first. Yeah, all day, every day. You're taking Tyreek. Yep. Yeah, yeah I would too. I, I'm I'm slowly Matt. Yeah, you weren't you weren't there, but I'm I'm slowly getting out on on Josh Downs. I'm kind of concerned. No,
0: I mean you were you were last week too. I'm I'm still. In what's on Downs. like what what's what's the difference
1: between like Josh Downs and Calvin Ridley then?
2: Calvin Ridley's still earning targets, though he's not doing a whole lot with them. But he's earning targets, and Josh Downs, outside of one game the last five weeks, isn't earning targets. Matt,
0: I'm gonna stay pretty pretty diamond hands with Josh Downs. I think he's really good. Um, I think he showed a decent amount this year to justify his value, but I also understand being concerned. So it's been bad lately. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm holding
1: holding out hope. That's not like, that's not me giving up on Josh downs. Like it sounds like Todd kind of is, but um, I might be in the middle.
0: If I can start getting Josh Downs for mid second, I'm going to be doing that all day, every day. So like,
1: I bet you can in rookie season.
0: Yeah, so I, I think I'm probably – Downs is probably going to be a, a heavy target of mine. Um, we're talking about off-season buys here. I went lower on the list. When we were talking about guys uh, that we were trying to buy, I kind of went outside the top 24 um, guys. So I have a few guys here for receivers. One of them you mentioned a week or so ago, Brian, Amari Cooper. I don't think there's a lot to talk about there. We all agree he's a very good buy next year. He's undervalued. Uh, He's approaching 30, uh, still productive, still looks as good as he has in the last couple of years. So I think he's a strong buy at wide receiver 43 on keep trade cut. Another guy I'm interested in buying that's three spots lower than him on keep trade cut wide receiver 46 is Jacoby Myers, who also has kind of fallen off a little bit recently after a very hot early to mid season stretch. Would
1: you want What would you want to pay for Jacoby Myers?
0: Like a late second, um, okay. I think that's or probably. and again, Jacoby is going to be one of those guys where I'm not really going to send out an offer for just him. You know, I'm probably mm-hmm. going to, uh, you know, package him with someone else or put him as a plus that I want on top of a deal where I'm tearing down a little bit. Uh so uh, Jacoby and Amari are my two wide receiver buys that i'm kind of looking
1: at so i'll just i'll give you a tit for tat here so someone that i'm selling and this is like maybe this is a little lazy and maybe this is what everyone would want to do but um i'm selling Kyron williams in the offseason and i'm targeting not a 24 one but a 25 one or even a 26 one honestly I'm targeting someone that has maybe an older team that's like, oh, yeah, I would love to just add one running back and fill their roster out. They're starting lineup out in August. And yeah. uh, just I'm not comparing him directly to James Robinson, but like we all remember James Robinson and how quick that can happen. Yeah. Uh, for even the most elite, elite running backs, Kyron Williams still I don't get – what what's happening but i'm happy that i have him in some spots but i'm selling him for 25 or 261 as soon as i can i'm going to start shopping them pretty much as soon as the season ends
2: i think you're kind of selling yourself short there i think you can get more than that really i was on the factory tour podcast earlier with paul uh paul underscore dff um he was saying he wouldn't sell for a late first in 2024 I think you could probably get a first, and then like a throw-in type guy. But would he Um, buy for that? He said that he he valued him around like a mid-first.
1: And just really quick, I'll I'll interject here: is I would buy him right now. Like if if I didn't have a trade deadline or a couple weeks ago, I would have bought him for a one for sure. Because you're getting, you know, what you're getting probably the the finish out this year too. Once the offseason is gone, there's a lot less clarity on as to what he is and what his role will be.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm basically with you, Brian. Uh, I think everybody is going to have the same idea, right? As soon as week 17 is over, you're going to hit, see Kyron Williams hit the trade block in every single one of your leagues. Uh, I I think everybody's just waiting for that to happen. So
1: but here's here's where it kind of like to me a twenty five or a twenty six one they will be devalued and they might even treat it as a late like Paul said a, a late twenty four one they might think they be they're buying for a late twenty five or twenty six one that ends up being one o four.
2: If I was doing it like right when the season ended, one guy that would be interesting to me, though he's disgusting to even talk about, would be getting that first and then also James Conner think he's got like one more year left under his belt and at least you're getting something on the production side and there's a world where Kyron Williams only gives you one more year too like that like like the a la James Robinson a la Damian Pierce type guys where it's just like one and done so maybe Mm -hmm. you just get like the first for the value and then you get the points from James Conner
1: so you're saying like a, a, 20, a late 24-1 plus James Conner f- trading away Kyron
2: Williams? Well, yeah, I was kind of thinking about it more from your like 25 first, that it's more okay, devalued, that's yep, okay. out out in the future. So you're getting the late, you're getting the quote late 25-1 and you get the points, James Conner, um, you know, somebody in that like running back 35 range in the offseason that is really devalued because they're old as dirt. So
0: while we're on the topic of cells, I I, I just made a list of six guys I think are sort of egregiously valued right now. Um, so they were they are major cells to me. Uh, we already mentioned a couple of them, but uh, the six guys are Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Waddle, Jordan Addison, Ken Walker, Saquon, and Dalton Kincaid. So we are already touched on Kincaid. We kind of touched on Trevor a little bit earlier, um, Brian, but it sounds like you don't agree with me that he is egregiously valued. He should not be in any kind of first-round startup
2: discussion. He is in that deck tier. Hey, Matt, could you just run through that list one more time, and can you remind me, are you talking about guys that are – these guys are overvalued, right? These guys are overvalued by the – Okay, yeah, spit those guys through one more time.
0: Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Waddell, Jordan Addison – Ken Walker, Saquon, and Dalton Kincaid, Waddle and Addison—we've kind of talked about all year. I Waddle should be like ten spots lower in everybody's wide receiver ranks than he is. He, there's no case to be made. Waddle is a top fifteen dynasty wide receiver. No case at all. I don't
2: think. Um, That's he's spicy. T- uh, go, uh, Waddle versus Addison. They're uh,
0: they're both just very. Overvalued to me. I don't really yeah, even know okay, how to compare about. Um, that's fair. Waddle, like, like, wide Metcalf. receiver nine on KTC right now. It's stupid. I would Waddle. literally take Puka over him. I would take Ayuk over him. I would take Devontae. Waddle, take Del- the one that
1: Todd, the one that just Todd mentioned, I think is interesting. to Knowing your lack of caring towards DK Metcalf, right? So DK Metcalf versus Jalen Waddle. That's a good. I one would rather say. have
0: Jalen Waddle, but Jalen Waddle is the new <laughs> DK Metcalf. Where like. <laughs> why the fuck is this guy valued in the top 15 when he produces wide receiver 20 numbers every like? uh yeah man uh and i guess right the counterpoint is you got a little taste of what uh jaylen waddle could do without last week and Jalen waddle had a good game all right cool man if you want to wait three more fucking years for that you can but uh i don't really want a 13 point per game wide receiver whose value is a wide receiver nine and
1: say you have Jalen Waddle, Matt, who are you targeting within range? You say he's overvalued. Who is someone that you're looking to acquire then? Well, the, yeah,
0: the last bottle fair, I moved off of a couple months ago, tank Dell, uh, tank Dell is still valued lower than Jalen Waddle in KTC. Uh, he shouldn't be. Um, he should be above him. I would even go lower than that. Um, so like, the perfect trade to me right now is a guy I hate and a guy I really like, so take that for what it's worth, right? Uh, If I could move Jalen Waddle for Debo Samuel and, like, an early second, which I'm sure you can do. I, I think I'm selling myself low there. I think you could probably get more than an early second. Debo is going to continue outscoring Jalen Waddle for the next three years. So think, unless you're playing know, dynasty for 2028... I don't know why you have Waddle above Debo's hand.
1: I think think you could have done that three or four weeks ago. I'm not sure you can do it now.
0: You think people are kind of joining me on like fading Waddle? Debo in the
1: last four weeks has literally the most points by any receiver. Um, I think people are definitely taking notice.
2: I think Uh, like right now Debo is in that tier with DK, DJ Moore, Michael Pittman. That's where a lot of people have him. And so I think, I think Matt, I think that trades out there in the off season. It's not there today. It's there in two months when people are looking at their teams sure. and they're like, I don't want 27 year olds. I want 20. Well, I mean, Waddle's 25 now. So like, <laughs> or t- how old Debo is. Like, two years is big. Yeah. 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 So I, I think, I, I think that trade's probably there in two months. It's not there even the week after the season's over because it's too fresh. These product, this production is just too, too fresh. But I think Waddle, I'm kind of with you. I have like maybe one or two waddles and I don't know why I either need to trade up and go get Garrett Wilson, maybe try to pivot to Olave in some, in some capacity or pivot down at a second. The one that I would do is waddle for Nico in a second.
0: See that I don't think you can do, but like you, we're all probably wrong on this, right? You know, plenty of split hairs, so yeah, yeah, plenty of It's, it's, it's funny.
1: So, so Matt, you said you traded away your last waddle. Todd, you said yeah. you have one waddle. I also only have one waddle. So between the three of us, maybe we're not qualified to be. We have two about waddle waddles. Series, we have two plus total league. waddles. Within we have like 80 plus leads leagues, between dude. us. Dude,
0: we have like a hundred. We have like yeah. close to a hundred. I think I have twenty. Like uh, yeah. Brian's at like one percent waddle. <laughs>
1: That's it's it's at this point we're not qualified. Yeah, it's just we're trying and to teach like bio, bio you know engineering. Man, like,
0: I the I really don't even want to be out on Jalen Model like I am, man. Uh it's it's it reminds me of like DJ Moore from like two years ago, uh where like I never had any problem with DJ Moore as a player. I always thought he was a very good player until like the conversation was always like, he's a top eight wide receiver. Like, no, the fuck he's not. Like
2: it's an outrageous claim. Hey, like, yeah. Matt, um, Waddle for Rasheed Rice and Jaden Reed.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm taking the rookies for sure.
2: So my, my thought there was, um, the initial thought was, um, waddle for rishi rice and two twos and then i saw reed and so i'm thinking okay reed's probably worth like two twos maybe more than that so um that one's kind of interesting to me i i think we you know brian and i talked rice earlier where would you stand on that one brian
1: yeah i i i think i would probably take waddle um but that doesn't mean i'm buying waddle uh
2: in this everybody says
0: that waddle offers to brian if you hear this podcast and you have waddle <laughs> no, That's
2: that's the brian it would be the thought I that like you think you can do something cooler with waddle yes in that trade? yes yeah, that's, yeah. That's
1: i'd rather I'd, I'd rather get like a clear-cut tear up than uh maybe a tear up with some added something and i and i like i like reed but uh it's just that that's not enough of a needle mover for me and I, and and Matt, just for your, your sake, uh I'm I'm definitely coming around more on Rasheed Rice after doing some research and digging um for the episode. So uh he's he definitely I was I was down on him more than than you two for sure. And I'll I'll take that L. I, I don't know if you guys to touched
0: on this. Um I guess maybe I don't know if it's even a hot take at this point of the year. I'm definitely taking Rasheed Rice over JSN. Um, I don't know if that's going to be consensus. I don't know. I I think they're going to be ranked around the same. uh, Same tier for me. How each finishes the season. But, yeah, I I would take Rice over JSN right now.
2: I just don't
1: think you – if you have JSN, you could get more. I think that's, that's what it would come down to. Like, if you were trying to get Rice, you can get more than
2: just Rice right now, I think.
0: The cool yeah. thing about
2: having JSN is that you you have just a lot of JSN fans yeah. and there's going to be a lot of buyers. So at any point along the way, he does anything cool and you're like, eh, you know what, I kind of went out. I think there's going to be an, a spot where you can get off the train. Whereas Rice, if things went bad at some point, people will probably jump ship quicker. And so if you're holding, you're probably holding for longer because there's probably going to be like maybe two or three people in your league that you can trade with. Whereas like, JSN, there's like nine or 10, you know, not Matt, but there's a lot of Todds yeah. and Bryans in leagues yeah. that like JSN. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I mean, I, I still don't hate JSN. I don't think I do, but like I'm just reacting to what I see. Uh, and anybody who hasn't downgraded him this year just isn't paying attention.
2: Oh, I, I've, we, I've notably downgraded. I sold all my JSN except for one share, actually. So I had a lot of it, I got a lot of it in rookie drafts. And I just got out. Um all the prices that I feel good about. But at some point here I'm gonna start trying to buy back in and I and it's at that like late one price. And with that, I'll make him my uh buy of the week at the postseason start, JSN trying to buy back in at like wide receiver twenty five prices.
1: This 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 is this is funny, Todd, because this is like the third or fourth, maybe the fifth time that he's either been a buy or a sell for you this season. It's, <laughs> It really
0: it, is. I mean, he said from the very beginning he was going to time the market, so but he wasn't going to call it that. But.
1: I, I I love it. I truly do. Like you're just like no, no, you're, you're 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 playing both sides, and like it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful theater.
2: And now he he's down. He's down according to like where I think he should have been all along, which is like wide receiver twenty five, which is about where Rasheed Rice is on fantasy cow. On fantasy cow, where real trades, real leagues. I don't really give a shit what what's on ktc like it's complete make-believe land over there but fantasy calc is real trades real leagues and that's where he's at at wide receiver 25 that's where i think he probably should have been all along he never did anything that really justified you know once the season started the justified being wide receiver 12 13 14 15 like he was that just didn't make any sense and so at that point i was like all right i'll trade a little bit and go get CeeDee lamb i'll trade okay. um i'll trade him and go get hawkinson
0: I would say not – I would almost view it the opposite way. Not only did he not justify his price tag, to me he proved why he should be lower than his price tag. Is Man, the best wide receivers in the league usually show it by now, and he has not showed it. Uh, We all know what J.J. and Chase did as rookies. But even like A.J. Brown, by the end of A.J. Brown's rookie season, there was no doubt in anybody's mind that A.J. Brown was a
2: future star.
0: Yeah, but he was also priced as
2: like wide receiver three after his rookie season. uh, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson were priced like wide receiver one, two, three at the end of the rookie season. So to me, that's not really a fair comp because we're pricing JSN as like wide receiver fifteen, and he's not doing a whole lot. So like, I do think he was overpriced, but it's not really a fair comp because we were pricing those guys significantly higher than where we were pricing JSN. Yes, but that's
0: because JSN is disappointed as a rookie in the uh six months ago the expectation but i'm saying it's not a six months ago the expectation for jsn was that he would become a top five dynasty wide receiver for sure that was the expectation coming into the league
2: right and if he had played better then you then you move him up but like he didn't so you keep keep him where he's at where it's like those guys did right so i'm just saying like
0: i I think his rookie year showed he never belonged in that conversation that's that's my only point he was never a prospect on that level um, so I
2: think like a fair comp would be like Olave or Garrett Wilson, where we had them. I think probably Olave like around wide receiver ten or twelve, like this time last year. Uh, I'm mean, obviously spitballing here, and Olave and JS and Garrett Wilson did a whole lot more than JSN did this year.
1: If if we if we if we play like the revisionist history game, I think a lot of the JSN hype was centered around a season or a couple of games that he had while teammates with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. I don't think I'm giving any new information or really impactful information, but just if you want to play the, I told you so game like that is, that is the reason why he was hyped up as much as he was hyped up. And it also may be the reason why people are holding on. Right. So we all, yeah. I think, all here believe in Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave
0: and JSN kind of alphaed both of them for a bit. Uh, no, no doubt about it. That one year, uh, and I, even outside of that one year, he he was awesome in college. No doubt about that. He was a phenomenal college player. I think he's a very good NFL player. I don't, uh, I don't see difference-making production in his future. I could let easily...
1: me let me let me pivot the conversation here before we wrap. Um, One other person, and I know Matt's going to hate this, I'm buying in the offseason. And this is dependent on the Bears getting the first pick in the draft. I am buying Justin Fields uh, before they make the first pick. And I think that is going to significantly diminish his value. I think people are going to panic beyond what they've already panicked with him. And I think... He'll be available for a very, very obtainable price.
2: And late one and two, you paying that? Turn. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I, um, I think you, there might be situations where you might be able to get him for a late one. Pro- I mean, people that have him are probably like Fields fans. So I think, I, I think by now, the person
0: who has Fields most
2: likely is a believer. Yeah, I, I mean, was like going to say, is I like w- w- it w- most owned QB. Ryan I Herbert. was going to say
1: the, the, val- the value would be like, to me, I would pay like a one and two twos or a one and a two and again, like a Do you guys, run flyer.
0: I, I, I don't mind having Justin Fields as an offseason buy. Uh, I got to check in with you guys. It's week 15. Do you guys still have Justin Fields over Jordan Love in Dynasty?
2: They're probably I'm I'm I'm, I'm much higher on Jordan Love than I was like, obviously, six weeks ago. Um, yeah, I probably have them in the same tier and probably now that you mentioned it, a good pivot for me would be to check in with the Jordan love owner on, given that I have a lot of fields and just say, Hey, can I get, um, something plus, but if I could just pick one or the other, I'd probably just keep my fields.
1: I, I, I pick fields, but we have like, we all understand that it's pretty fluid. Uh, and that's, that's, it's, it's, I'm not going to take, uh, locks, lock, take and just say it's Justin Fields because it's, because he's Justin Fields. So you sort man, of
0: right now but yeah.
1: Uh not really. I think he's you're right. a little bit of a, a Packers homer too. So that's that's the other side of it. I am right?
0: a Packers homer but yeah, Fields is fucking terrible. You can play both
1: hell. you can play both games. I mean, he rushes a lot. He's in a bad system. So it's like it's the uh, the anti Brock Purdy, right? He's in a bad system and rushes and Purdy's in a good system and doesn't rush. There we go.
2: So, so Fields has also not been the worst quarterback in the NFL. He's actually been not Bob, not that five. bad,
0: bottom five.
2: He's also not been bottom five, but um he, <laughs> I, not think, I think he's been bottom five. Uh, he's as been a Packers the fan, part. talking about Bears players, I I, know, I've I, said I,
0: I've said the entire time. Uh, my friends that know me can uh, testify this. I do not dislike the Bears. I like the Bears. I was a huge Justin Fields supporter. The guy so has I been think, fucking terrible for three years. I want at some point we just gotta say he's not an NFL quarterback, man.
2: I, so I, I would probably good for. So I would probably want like if I with my fields like I would want something on top just or just like a two for two type trade that like I get something that I like even though the other two pieces might be pretty much even. Yeah, um, but they would be same tier for me. Nothing like I, I'm fine. I'm fine trading within that tier.
1: I just, I just want to point out, he's had some better games. So, if we're playing the Jordan Love game, Jordan Love has had some undoubtedly great games this year, but he's also had some absolute stinkers that you're aware of as well, Matt, right? So, like, yeah, Fields, you know, has, Fields
0: is, I mean, Fields has started twice as many games as he's, Love. He has a lot more experience. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, it, I mean, it's on true. the same... Like, experience aside, that it's it's level playing field because we're just saying one or the other. It's not not like Jordan Love doesn't get, like, another three years. Right, but like I'm
0: saying, Jordan Love has played, like, 15 games. More than half of them have been good. Jo- Fields has played, like, 25 games. Like, 20 of them have been bad. Uh, so, I mean, most of – they have the same amount of good games, sure, but Fields has played a shitload more, and their percentage of good games, Love is way higher. And this is just talking about real life. I don't know if fantasy uh, applies there. I think it probably does at least a little bit of the time. But, yeah, man. uh, Been saying this for, like, the last six weeks. My point has not changed. Uh, I like that you guys disagree because we don't disagree that often on the show. But, like, Fields is not an NFL quarterback. I would not look at him as, like, oh, man, I want to try. Like, there's nothing really.
1: Really quickly, he had 1100 rushing yards last year. That's 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 something. That's there. awesome,
0: dude. He was amazing last year. Yeah, no,
1: like and this year he if has. You have, if you tell guys, me Fields, fields going to a higher completion percentage, like to me, it's it's a statement of potentially improvement. I guess is the point. So, I,
2: I well, how long are we going to wait have, for that
0: improvement? Like, so, so I don't think years.
2: that any of us are um, probably film grade. Affluent, so I will defer to PFF, and if we don't like PFF, we can use something else, maybe. But PFF passer grade, like typically, like over seventy is kind of like a decent arbitrary number of like good versus bad. And you, Matt, you said um, he's had most of most of the games have been bad, and you know over half of Jordan Love's have been good. Um, yeah. Jordan Love, four out of 14 games are over 70. Of course, these are arbitrary numbers that I'm kind of drawing the line in the sand on 70. So PFF pasture grade, over 70 for Jordan Love, four out of 14. Fields, four out of four out of 10 are over 70. Now we could probably cut it another way and look at it. Jordan Love has had more games over 90 than in field doesn't have any games over 90. So you can look at it a few different ways. I don't think that there is a cataclysmic or huge chasmic difference between the two um that you're that you're stating. I do think that there's definitely a difference. I think that Jordan Love is a better passer. Um, but I don't know that it's as crazy as what you're making it sound like. What you're making it sound like they're not even in the same like Jordan Justin Fields shouldn't even be on the football field.
0: Uh, they're not in the same universe for me. Like uh, well, PFF is pretty reliable. If are talking about real life, uh, there's—I mean, Jordan Fields or Justin Fields is maybe going to be in, the, maybe going to be a starter next year. We don't even know that. Jordan Love is about to sign a two hundred million dollar contract. They're not even in the same universe in real life as quarterbacks. And if PFF thinks they are, PFF is wrong. <laughs> like them. They're they're just wrong. And and I, I would say that the general NFL media does not agree with PFF at all. The general storyline between all of them is there's a reason that for the second straight year, Fields team is going to finish as a bottom five ten team. And in Love's first year starting, he's threatening to make the playoffs with the youngest offense in NFL history. They're not in the same Matt, universe as NFL. Matt, history.
1: let's make a bet um for one of our league fees next year, whether Justin Fields is a starter.
0: No, because I think he will be a starter, but I will uh <laughs> but I will happily I will oh. happily I will happily make any type of Jordan Love versus Justin Fields ADP bet 12 months from now. Like I would love to do that if if we want to do that. It's just, I, it's I, funny because it's like, like your your I, primary said,
1: argument is we don't know if he's gonna be a starter next year, but you think he is going to be a starter next year.
0: I, I said I think he might be, but like uh if he is, I mean he's not going to have any kind of leash at all. Right. Like, I mean, it's not like he's, he's not going to go into a training camp as like the uncontested starter with no other competition. And that's his job. He hasn't earned that. Right. I mean, I
1: i, I think the, the clear uh, division here between us, besides a little bit of fanhood bias, I'll, I'm not going to say you're a total Homer in this case, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, but I think it's, I think it's obvious Justin Fields has shown already that he can be an elite fantasy asset in that one season that you are discounting, but fine. If that never happens again, fine. But Jordan Love hasn't proven that he can be an elite asset. So if they're valued similarly and one person has shown tried and true that they can do that elite thing, and then you're saying, I'd rather a guy that's probably like a, a, a conventional QB 12 to 18 for the next seven to eight, eight years or something like that on a best case scenario.
0: Jordan Love's a top 10 QB this year. I, he's not like a low end QB two man. He's QB eight on the season right now. Uh, Jordan Love has decent upside, man. He's going to be a low end QB one. He's got some rushing upside. He loves to throw deep. He's got a lot of arm talent. He's got some young receivers. Jordan Love isn't Derek Carr. We That's that's the thing I'm going to object to here is talking about Jordan Love like he has no upside. That's not true. Uh, if you if, so if if you give me five years of low end QB one production versus one year of QB five production and four years of this guy might lose his job, yeah, I'll, I'll just take the low end QB one uh, because there's not going to be that much difference points per game between them, even in Fields' highest of highs and. Field's lowest of lows is going to be he's fucking benched and he's not a
2: QB anymore. I don't see that in Jordan Love's future. Well, uh, five five weeks ago, going into the Thanksgiving game, in fact, on this podcast, you were talking about how it was pretty pessimistic look with Jordan Love. This was prior to the Thanksgiving game. And then he ratted off a couple in like two of the best games for any quarterback all season. So can't I don't want to discredit that at all but prior he, to that he had there was mid-season, a season but i've been pretty i've been pretty positive on love like all year on this podcast i have not really yes until me. like mid season and then you were pretty down on him and at that was, point we were was kind of week, like yeah.
0: i i mean yeah, I, I, I lowered a bit i was never off of on george lake I,
1: we got receipts out on on camera though
0: i'd love to see him there, man.
1: there was there was there, there was there was doubt we're not saying that you quit on him but there was doubt very oh yeah he
0: down. had a, he had a few bad games for sure but i, I again we can pull up any receipts you guys want. I never gave up on this guy.
2: Uh, I think you gave up. But there there became a question of, like, is he the franchise starter? And you just said a second ago, there's no question that he – Yeah, now there's successful. not. Yeah, now there's well, not. Yeah, I mean, five now games changes that, that, that never again there can be a question. Like, what if he has five bad games in a row? He just had two, like, what, mediocre games?
0: No, there's no questions about Jordan Love's future. If we want to make a bet on that, we can make a bet on that. Jordan Love's getting a four or five year Daniel Jones contract. I I'm sure of this uh this offseason. He he's getting paid. So maybe maybe that's <laughs> the, Jim, in- the
2: Daniel Jones contract reference got me. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, no, and that, yeah. hey,
0: maybe that's who he is. But like uh I mean, we could go Derek Carr. Really anyone who signs these contracts turns out to be bad usually. Uh so maybe maybe that's Jordan Love's future, but like there's, there's you, no question. Jordan Love is a future uh, quarterback. You do, degree, you right? do have to
1: admit that's pretty funny though. Like Dan, the Daniel Jones. Like I, I understand that. Like in context, you were just like saying that type of contract after a season of X. But it's, it's, it's funny that Daniel Jones is like the uh, stamp of approval.
2: Tie the bow on this for all of us people that absolutely despise Jordan Love, and tell us what we sh- if we want to go by – what is the buy price that we should look to buy? Like somebody like you that has him, give us an idea of what would you sell for, which obviously is gonna be much higher. Also, what would you buy for? What would you recommend people buying for?
0: So if I just had to say Jordan uh, loves value, it's probably like a 106 and 206, I think is about right for him. But the thing I'm trying to do that I don't think you guys are trying to do is like, if I have Trevor Lawrence, man, I'm definitely going to the Jordan Love owner and saying, Hey, well, what do you want to give me on top of uh love for Trevor? If I've Anthony Richardson, I'm saying the same thing. If I've Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, I'm saying the same thing. Hey, what are you going to give me on top of love for Joe Burrow? Who's way, way better. Can I get two first? Can I get uh first in Rasheed Rice? Uh, like, can I get a first in player X? Um, so that's what I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm, I think you guys are often trying to tear up, uh, which I don't disagree with, but generally it's not my style. Generally, I don't mind tearing down and saying, hey, you want this QB that I think is pretty overvalued? Give me your QB who I think is undervalued and let's make up the difference First, first and second or first and first or whatever the difference is. So that's probably how I'm trying to acquire love. Uh, okay. So
2: I, I like that. So I have a lot of Herbert. I mentioned he's my number one owned quarterback fields, yeah. my second most owned quarterback. So I think my two, my, for, for my kind of portfolio of teams, mine would be maybe take one of my Herberts. I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty bullish on Herbert like and his, in his future, but take one of my Herberts, pivot down, try to add off the top of my head. I, I don't know exactly what I would be wanting. Probably like Jordan Love and like give me like a 26 first and like something maybe like very very minimal. Um, I to say, i want more than that for Herbert.
0: No, I, I think you can ask for more than that. I think give me give me a 24 and 26 first.
2: Yeah, maybe maybe you can. I don't I don't know. Um, but that type of move and then also fields like a two for two. So like Fields for Love being a portion of that trade and then another portion of that trade being like a one-for-one swap of just like something I like more that's probably in the same tier. But I would be looking to move the Fields trade after Fields has solidified his new landing spot. I'm not going to try to like – it may it may be difficult to make that trade um, with Caleb Williams looming.
0: As much as a homer as I am, as much as I love Jordan Love, if I'm tearing down from Burrow and Herbert – I'm contacting the Brock Purdy owner first, not Jordan Love. Uh, but Jordan Love is like my next call after that. But um, again, this goes back to Brock is a guy that I, I think the market's catching up on Brock, though. I don't think I don't think you can really get him at a discount like you could even four weeks ago. I think you I think he's kind of hitting that early second round startup value range or come close to it.
1: That was, that was, that was a fun tangent that we went on there.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. Might need
2: to wrap it 30, up. After I didn't allow Matt to talk about any Packers for like eight weeks, um, this was much needed. He was like, Came out swinging, he was like the, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was like the guy that, you know, c- couldn't get a girl to come home for like six months. And so <laughs> he, finally, he finally got there. <laughs> Oh
1: man, that's ruthless. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we've touched on enough today. Uh, Todd and I have seemingly talked for two and a half hours today.